scripture is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 34. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow trying to work its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So let me take you all back to my freshman year in college. And in, in fact, the first week of my freshman year in college, I was in a brand new place, and I was living in the dorm, and I had three sweet mates, and they were all sophomores. I'm a freshman. They're all sophomores. So they all had taken all the classes I'd already taken. Um, they knew their way around. It was great because um, they, they could show me the way. But I will never forget that first Friday night. That first Friday night, they all had their friends already. They had a party to go to. Their boyfriends came, picked them up, this whole group of friends. We had been talking and laughing, and then suddenly they gave me a kiss and waved goodbye, and they were gone. And I was alone in a town I didn't know. I had no friends. I had no social activities like them. I was all alone suddenly. And the silence was crushing. And so what I did is I, I said, I'm going to go downstairs. Because downstairs there was like a little social area. And there was a market down there. And I walked through and it made it worse. Because downstairs everybody's laughing and talking. And they're heading out Friday night. And they've all got their arms around their friends. And I'm alone. And so I walked into the, the food store. I'm looking around, and I found myself at the back looking at the frozen foods. Specifically, my heart was set on those gold rim bluebell pints of ice cream. Because this was a big treat for me. I couldn't afford one that often. And shame, sadly, right? We didn't have a freezer. So anything I bought would sadly have to be consumed that very night on my own. As you know, I was alone. So I looked at that, and I thought, Oh, yes. And I took it back upstairs to my dorm. I won't tell you how much I ate, but sufficient to say I ate a lot of that that night. And that was not the last night, last Friday night, that Bluebell kept me company while I was alone. Now, my friend, my roommate, one of them, she chose a different way. It wasn't a pint of Bluebell for her. But when she was stressed out, I always knew, ooh, I better give her some space. I would know because there would be piles of Old Navy bags on her bed. So if she went shopping, it was a bad week. I was going to stay away from her. I say this to say, all of these two stories, I could tell so many more, but I say it to say we all have a problem with gluttony. All of us. And you won't always see it on the scale. Some of us keep it really well hidden in our walk-in closets, in late hours at work, or in the credit card bill, or so many other places. And you're saying, wait, Pastor Laura, come on. I came for a sermon on gluttony, and everybody knows that's about an excess of food. Well, actually, 
in the scripture today, in others throughout the Bible, Jesus isn't just talking about an excess of food. He's talking about an excess of things. Did you hear that? He mentions three things, food, drink, clothing, that dominate our thoughts. But gluttony is about an excess of any worldly thing, especially that you're trying to use to fill a spiritual need. So think about it. That could be alcohol, bluebell, surely. It could be food, sure. But what about shoes? Any of y'all have more than you strictly need? Shopping, yes. Power tools? Mm. Sports? Working late? Playing, what about your phones? Games on phones, online gaming. I mean, how often are you, maybe you find that you fall into gluttony here, your spouse is like, I need some help, and you're like, oh, hang on. This is very important on this phone, right? I just got an email from work. Gluttony is anything in excess that is a worldly thing that we are trying to use to fill a spiritual, an emotional, a mental need. And some of y'all, I see you giggling out there and nudging, you know, the person next to you. I know, you know. But sometimes it's hard to figure out what that thing is. We're going to start on the outer circle here and try to move in towards healing. So what is that thing that you consume in excess that dominates your thoughts, like Jesus says in this scripture? So think with me, okay? I'm going to help you figure it out. Imagine with me for a second you have just had the worst day. The worst, most burdensome, most bad news, heavy work, people going crazy in that day. It's just your, think of that day and you're driving home and you're telling yourself, okay, this has been the worst and what I need to get through this day is? <laughs> Alita knows her gluttony thing, right? <laughs> she just put the finger on it, right? Whatever you say, whether that's M&M's or a glass of wine or I need to go shopping or, man, I could sure use a new power tool or a new car, whatever, that's the thing that, rot, that moves you away from God, right? That's the thing, the place where gluttony will try to infiltrate your life. And what happens is, like, think about me with the bluebell, Gluttony lures me away. I start putting my feet on that path, and pretty soon I'm further and further away from God. And I'm trying to have Bluebell fill that need, a need it was never designed to fill. Bluebell is a good thing, right? Right? Right. But Bluebell is not designed to help you when you are lonely. It's designed to be a dessert, okay? Wine is fine. It's fine. A glass of wine with friends is fine. M&Ms are great. So are shoes. I love shoes. It's the excess that becomes gluttonous and that lures us away from God. And so we have to put our feet on the path back, and Jesus is talking about that in this scripture. He says, oh, those of you who are anxious and worried and your thoughts are dominated by worldly things like food and drink and clothing, seek God first. Okay? So what Jesus is saying is he's not saying 
it's wrong to feel empty, lonely, broken, hurting. He's not saying that. He's saying you have to choose to fill that ache the right way or you, you will never be full. You will never be healed. The bluebell can't do it. And so the next thing that we do after we figure out, okay, M&M's, bluebell, um, shoes, shopping, working, whatever it is out here that in excess we consume, then the next time you find yourself reaching for that thing, you find your car turning into that place, then you stop and you say, wait a minute. What actually hurts? What actually hurts here? Let's go back to my freshman year. When I walked downstairs and I got some bluebell, was I hungry? I wasn't hungry, y'all. What was it? I was lonely. Now, remember how I said there's five hours of resisting temptation. They work all across the way. But the first one is to realize the path that you're on. So realize with me here what I didn't realize at 18, that every time I walked towards the bluebell and I got it and I went back and ate it all by myself alone, it was making the problem worse, wasn't it? Gluttony makes the problem worse because it's sin. So I, instead of saying, trying to find healing from God, I was following gluttony and it was making me more isolated and alone and depressed. Now, my roommate eventually confided in me. I think her example is even more powerful. She said, do you want to know when I go shopping? I said, yeah. She said, it's whenever I am so afraid I won't have enough money to pay for the semester. She was trying to put herself through school and especially at the beginning of the school year, she'd look at the tuition and at her dorm costs, and, and then she'd look at the books, and she'd just feel overwhelmed, and she'd say, and I just have to get out and show that I'm not dominated by this, and she'd go shopping on her credit card. Or she says, sometimes I cash my loan check, and I go use that. You can see from that example, right, gluttony is taking us further away, not only from God, but from the healing that we need inside. And so I know it hurts, you guys. Like, that was the last thing I'd want to do in college or even now when I'm hurting and I'm reaching for this thing that I think will make me feel better is go, wait a minute, what really hurts? But that's what we have to do. In that moment, we have to make ourselves stop and say, what really hurts? Am I hungry? Do I need a new power tool? Do I really need to play this game, or is there something here? And then finally, when we've done that, when we figure out what is the, what is the thing that we're gluttonous about, where is our heart broken, then we take it the right place. Then we do what Jesus said. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. And God will make all the rest of it fall into place. Seek first. And if I could go back and change my life, I would go back and talk to myself at 18. That's what I do. I'd say, hey, Laura, 18-year-old Laura, instead of that bluebell, why don't you pray? Because can y'all only imagine if I was able to tell myself that? 
And I, I actually sat down with God and I said, I am alone in this new place and it hurts. Don't you think God would have had a better answer than why don't you go down and get yourself a bluebell? Right? Wouldn't God have said, hey, Laura, remember that person from English class? You should give her a call. Or remember that service fraternity that's having a get-together? You should go to that. You were interested. Or imagine this, if God would have said, well, you faked it pretty well with your roommates. What if you just said, would you take me with you? What if you were just real? Right? When we go to God in prayer, then all of that mask of perfection, we're, we're taking it off and we're saying, I am imperfect and I do hurt and I don't know how to fix it. It's not in my power to fix this, Lord. I'm reaching for things and they, they tell me that it's okay for, you know, a day or a night and then the problem's back. But with God, the healing is true. And then all of these worldly things, God says, they go into their, back into their proper place so that we can have a nice glass of wine with our spouse at the end of a day or we can sit down and have dessert with our friends. And instead of it being the focus, God is the focus. We overcome so much more than gluttony when we overcome gluttony. We are transformed. Because suddenly everything is in the right order in our lives. God is first and, and our heart needs are not trying to be met by physical things. And when you see people who have overcome this sin, they have this strength and this confidence. And it's not that there aren't storms out there. There are. But they know, I know where to go when the storm strikes. They're not turning to all the wrong things. And so even though I know you guys would be like, ah, oh, gluttony, it seems like the least bad of the seven deadly sins. Maybe not now, but maybe before. I'm telling you, I think that this is the one that can be the most transformative when we overcome it. Have the greatest effect throughout our whole lives. Um, there is coming a time, probably this week, when you're going to find yourself <laughs> reaching for something because it hurts. Stop and figure out what the ache is and then take it to God. Seek first God and God's kingdom and all the rest of it will fall into place. You're going to find that you're full, not for one evening, but for a lifetime. And it's a fullness that is real and lasting. Let's pray. God, you know, you know the aches that nobody else knows. That maybe we even hide pretty well from even those closest to us. And you know the ways that we've tried to make ourselves feel better and how deeply that has failed. And so, Lord, transform us. We are saying we want you first. 
We want the healing that only you can provide, and we want to trust you with the rest of it. Please, Lord, fill us. Fill us in a way that none of these worldly things ever can. The way that Jesus talked about that fullness for a lifetime that goes into the next. And may we be full with a fullness that is true and lasting. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.